Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're talking about what to do when these challenges feel really overwhelming and you're starting to feel stressed or frustrated or overwhelmed or maybe even downright discouraged. You know, it might be student issues. It might be issues with administration. It might be all the overwhelming demands or unrealistic expectations. It might be interpersonal issues or even challenges at home that are making school more difficult or vice versa. No matter what it is, if you're feeling frustrated or discouraged, you need to encourage yourself in the Lord and also look for practical things that can help you. And today I'm so excited not only to bring you my ideas, but also to bring you your ideas. We asked the question recently in our incredible Facebook group, we asked, what do you do when you feel discouraged as a teacher? And we got so many incredible answers. So in just a few minutes, I'm going to read them for you here on the air as it were. And I'm hoping that at least a few of them will really resonate with you. And that if you're feeling frustrated or discouraged, that you will try one or two of these even today and see what a different it, difference it makes. And if right now things are going great and you're feeling great, then I hope that you'll listen to this episode and tuck some of these ideas away for the future and then that you'll share it with some of your colleagues who this might be exactly just what they need right now. You know, it's so funny that this episode is what we're talking about today because I'm actually coming off of a little bit of a stressful weekend myself. And, you know, I was, as I was contemplating and thinking, you know, what do we do when we're discouraged? It kind of became clear in my mind that there's two kind of aspects that we need to tackle sometimes simultaneously when we're feeling down and discouraged. And that is the spiritual aspect and the practical aspect. And I really believe that it's important to tackle things on both of these fronts. You know, there is a spiritual element to our discouragement and frustration. And what I mean by that is that God is the answer. He is the help. He is the one that we need to run to when we're feeling discouraged. Because when we are weak, that's when we need him. We need him always. But there's actually this grace when we're down or frustrated or we feel like we can't do it. That's actually a grace of God that's pointing out our need of him because we always need him. But there's times when things are going well that we kind of put that out of our mind and we can almost feel self-reliant. We feel like we can do it on our own. But when we are not feeling so great, like I said, that is a grace of God revealing to us how much we really do need him. We needed him all along, but sometimes we forget it or we don't realize it so intensely. So when we're feeling down, that is the time to run to him and say, God, I need you. Be strong in my weakness. Show, show your strength and you know, give me the joy and the renewal that we need. So there's that spiritual element where we must run to God when we're feeling discouraged. 
But there's also a practical element to it. And often the praying to God will then, he will impress on our minds the practical things that we need to do. But sometimes it's physical. Sometimes we need rest. Sometimes we need sleep. Uh, sometimes we need to exercise and get, get our bodies moving. Uh, I know for me personally, when, when the stress involves feeling like there's so much to do, Doing a brain dump is incredibly helpful. What I mean by a brain dump is just sitting down and writing out on paper everything that I need to do. Getting it out of my head onto paper is so helpful uh, because then I can look at it, I can organize it, and normally it's not quite as bad as I thought. Uh, be, part of the stress is just keeping it in my head. So getting it out of my head onto paper and then it can be organized is incredibly helpful. So those are a few things that have helped me um, coming off this stressful weekend where I was feeling frustrated and, and a little bit discouraged. Um, both of those aspects, the spiritual, the surrender to God, the choosing to trust him even when I don't feel like things are going the way I want them to, and then the practical, the brain dump. Um, those two things have helped me immensely. As I read all these ideas from teachers in our Facebook group and many of you that listen to the podcast, I hope that you'll pick up on that dual nature. A lot of these speak to the spiritual element and a lot of them speak to the practical element. And those shouldn't be at odds with each other in our mind. Um, God, we are a body and a soul, and God gave us both of those. We are both of them. Um, and so we need to be taking care of both aspects, our mind, our body, our soul. It all ties together. So as I read these, I hope that you'll find them helpful. And if you're not part of our Facebook group, I hope that you will absolutely join our Facebook group. You can find a link to join in the notes um, from this episode. This is episode number up 134. We're starting to number the episodes now. Uh, so you can find all the notes at teachfortheheart.com slash 134. Teachfortheheart.com slash 134. So here we go. Lori says, for me, it's about being out in nature, being connected with my church group, or just having fun watching funny movies. So kind of that importance of just finding something that will lift your spirits. Carly says, I pray in the morning when I get up. I pray when I get to school. I pray over my students' desks. I stop to take extra time over those students who need it. I pray when my back is turned to the class. I pray when I'm alone. And I pray when the kids are at lunch. So her encouragement is to just lean into prayer and to make it more of a priority, uh, even, even more of a priority when you're feeling discouraged. Susanna says, I do what I love with people who appreciate me, and it has nothing to do with work. And doing that, I think, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, when we step back and kind of refresh ourselves, uh, that in turn give, allows us to bring more energy back into a work. So don't feel bad about stepping back and doing something. Jennifer says, I make an effort to focus on my quote-unquote good students, the ones who do homework and participate in class. It usually helps get my mind back to my why. Tina says, I have a what stuck with you today bulletin board. Every once in a while, I will have students write on a sticky note what stuck with them. They can choose to write their name or to make it anonymous. 
Uh, sometimes at the end of a lesson or even at the end of the unit or the end of the quarter. Students are brutally honest and it's so refreshing. The things you think that they don't get, they totally do. So she keeps these sticky notes in a drawer and rereads them when she needs them. I love that idea. Dawn says that when she's discouraged, she thinks to herself, what do I enjoy most about this job? And then she says, for me, I love reading my favorite children's book, my favorite children's books to little ones and making them laugh or cry or be amazed by the story. So she thinks about that. That's going to be different for you, but you think about that. What do I love most? And remind yourself about it. She says, then I plan a morning doing that because I need to remember why I love teaching and celebrate by doing what I do best as a teacher. Rebecca says, I get in the word. I listen to calming Christian music in my dimly lit living room with my calm scented candles burning. And she says, I also listen to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm so glad, Rebecca, that you find uh, these podcasts helpful. That's such an encouragement to me. Dawn says, I go to dinner with a good friend. I also take an entire Saturday for me to do what I want. No school anything. I pray and listen to Christian music. I go get a massage and pick up my favorite quote-unquote bad food and go home to watch a Hallmark movie or a favorite video. I'm loving these ideas. You might notice that some of them mention great Christian music, and I'm sure that you have your list of favorites, but I also want to tell you that we have a list both on YouTube and in Spotify of kind of encouraging songs. It actually goes along with our Teach Uplifted program, uh, but you can access it for free. We're going to link to it uh, in the notes from this episode at teachfortheheart.com slash 134. It's just a collection of songs that talk particularly about trusting in God and depending on Him, or they're just encouraging and uplifting songs. So I hope you guys will enjoy those playlists. Patrick says, I love collecting quotes, especially inspirational quotes on education. Lucy says, I try to think about the good things at the end of the day. It's so easy to focus on what we do wrong, what mistakes we made, negative comments, etc. At the end of each day, I take, to, I take a few minutes to think about positive things that happened. For example, a kiddo finally making a connection or a nice note from a parent. Kimberly says, I keep a sticky note on my desk every day to write down happy things that happen. I can look back at the end of the day or week and remember it wasn't all bad or stressful. I've always had a couple scriptures taped to my desk or computer that I change depending on how school is going and what God is teaching me. I love that Kimberly once again mentioned both a spiritual dimension and a practical dimension, uh, once again reinforcing how important both aspects are. Kelly says, I pray. I sing uplifting worship songs and have my kids sing too. I read the word out loud both to myself and to my classes. I find when I surround myself with Jesus, he gives me his perspective. It's clear Kelly works in a Christian school. And if you do, lean into that. Uh, Take that extra time when you need it to celebrate and worship. But if you're in a public school, you can still do all of that in your mind and, and on your own time. Ed says, I pray for God's heart to replace my heart. And I remember that he has called me to be a teacher to this group of children at this time in their lives. 
Robin, her word of encouragement is to take time for you. She says, I can't be a good teacher when I'm not taking care of myself. It also helps to have a friend to do fun things with. You have to have balance. I love how quite a few people mentioned a friend. God did not design the Christian life to be lived alone. So find people uh, that you can connect with, that can understand you. Um, when When you're discouraged, that is not the time to isolate yourself. Reach out to those friends. Tay says, I do something nice for myself. I take time out to do things that have nothing to do with work. I listen to encouraging music and remind myself that I am not stuck. Deanna says, if it's an ongoing burnt out feeling, I evaluate what I would rather be doing. I research if it's actually feasible to be doing something different and see if there's something within my current job that I could just be doing differently in order to help. That is such a practical thing to to ask yourself. Is this just temporary? Am I just having a rough week? Or is this like a systemic ongoing issue? And if it is, I should stop and see if there's a better way or an alternate way uh, to be handling this situation. I absolutely love that advice. Reba says, best thing I have done is not do any school or housework on Sundays. This is my day to recharge. Then I am ready emotionally for the week. I love how this uh, echoes what we've been talking about on our quick quick thought podcast about the importance of rest and the Sabbath. Desiree says, any nice letters and pictures and cards that students and parents give me, I three-hole punch and keep in a nearby binder. What a great idea. Jennifer says, this year I've made a goal to set aside an hour of me time each day, whether it's walking, reading, praying, bubble baths, whatever sounds relaxing. I love the intentionality uh, that she gives to that. Charlotte says, when my to-do list becomes a burden, I write each individual task on a sticky note. I sort them either by priority or by which part of my life they belong to, like home, work, church, kids, husband, etc. Then I either choose the most dreaded or difficult, or depending on my mood, I might start easy or quick. After it's done, I like ripping up the note and throwing it away. Sometimes I give myself a time goal so I don't dawdle. I like beating my own estimated completion times. Maybe it's just me, but it is motivating to feel the accomplishments, both big and small. I definitely resonate with that one. I think it's a great idea, Charlotte. Lucy says, I definitely pray. Then she also says, I step back and try to be analytical. I think of the things that I can affect in my classroom and tackle them one at a time. I try to find light and joy in every day and remember that I only have these students for 180 days. Finally, Donna says, I get into the word of God every day. Wow, this has been just an incredible list. And I want to thank all of you guys who shared your thoughts in our Facebook group. And there were so many more that we didn't even have a chance to include. Uh, I really think that it's important to remember these things and to identify for yourself what is helpful for you. Maybe you want to add one or two of these ideas to your list or try them out. But I don't know about you. When I'm down or discouraged, it just feels oppressive. And sometimes I... 
I forget to do the things that I know help me. So I hope that this is an encouragement to you to actually do what you need to, to help yourself rise out of that discouragement, to go to God, to find the practical things that you need, and to be intentional about actually doing it. And then maybe to pick out one or two of these ideas, you're not going to do them all, but to pick out one or two that resonated with you and try them out and see if they're helpful. And if they are, make a mental note for the next time that you're feeling discouraged to go back and try them again. Once again, all of the notes from this episode are at uh, teachfortheheart.com slash 134, because this is episode 134. Uh, We're also going to link to our Renew Your Joy Challenge. It is a free three-day challenge for teachers that will help you uh, reconnect with your relationship with God and learn to trust and depend on Him in the struggles. We also have our complete Teach Uplifted course, which takes those uh, thoughts from the free challenge and goes way deeper into them. Uh, We work together through special devotional. We talk about how to have joy in teaching, even when things aren't going the way that you want them to. Well, we absolutely cannot end this episode without a word of prayer. So let's do that now. Father, thank you that you love us. Thank you that our worth is found not in how much we get done or how we're feeling or how our students perform, but that our worth is found in you and that you love us no matter what. It's just absolutely incredible. Your grace is amazing. Thank you that when we're weak, you are strong. And thank you for the grace of feeling our weakness so that we remember how much we actually need you. I pray for each teacher today that's feeling down or discouraged or frustrated or stressed or even burnt out, that you will shine your light into their hearts. Uh, give them your joy. Help them to run to you. And then please show them the practical uh, things that they need. If they're searching for answers, bring the answers to their mind. Uh, If they need better balance, show them what that looks like. Father, be exactly what each teacher needs. Uh, Draw them to the right friends, the right answers, and most importantly, draw each of us to yourself. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. If you found this episode helpful, you could do a few things. If you could share the Teach for the Heart podcast or this episode in particular with a friend, we would absolutely love that. And then if you're listening to this episode on your computer and you've never subscribed to the Teach for the Heart podcast, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or really anywhere, your favorite podcast app. When you subscribe to the podcast, it allows you to automatically receive all of our episodes. And the episodes that appear on our website are only actually a small percentage of all the episodes we have. These are our featured episodes, but we also have quick thought episodes that we release each week. They're just two to three minutes, sometimes five minutes long, and they give you a powerful idea or a word of encouragement in a short to the point format. So you only get those if you subscribe to our podcast. So check out the podcast and subscribe and then tell a friend about it as well. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.